Welcome to the Coach Speak Podcast, presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Steve Medford, the show where we talk coaching with some of the best in the business. In this episode, Bill Roseberry sits down with basketball player, Caden Clark. This episode of Coach Speak starts in 20 seconds. To win in sports, you must focus on your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. I'm Steve Medford, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, and I can help. Call 498-8523. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. All right, welcome back to the lovely WBGZ studios here in Alton, Illinois. For another edition of Coach Speak, we got a little Bethalto flavor on the show today with Caden Clark. Caden, welcome to the show. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, um, Caden, I wanted to have you in because it was just here recently. Was it just a few days ago or within the week you made the announcement that uh, um, you were going to go back for a fifth year at Fontbonne University as a basketball player? You've had a lot of success there. Just talk about that decision and how how much fun you've had playing at Fontbonne. Uh, yeah, I've had a lot of fun there. Um, it took me a little while to make the decision as far as, you know, whether start my career, get it going, uh, you know, just the grind itself within, you know, there's a lot more than what people really see inside, you know, with the grind. And uh, so it's just a few factors, but I finally decided I would want to just play as long as I can. Yeah, I mean, um, just talk about you were a you know a baseball and basketball standout at CM. Did you play any other sports or were those the only two? That's uh, what just I those two. Yeah, and I mean so, but it seems like you've really grown into your own there at, at Fontbonne. So what has it been about um, Fontbonne that's helped you kind of grow as an athlete? You think and where you have found your way? Uh, yeah, really just the interest that I felt like Coach Thornhill at Fontbonne had in me. Uh, didn't really get that much interest I felt like from other schools and so uh, that kind of influenced my decision there and once I got there uh, the coaches there are really you know really helpful a lot of one-on-one stuff with you and just kind of make you feel welcome there. I mean you've grown a little bit talk about size-wise what you were coming out as a senior at CM to what you are now going into a fifth year at Fontbonne. Yeah, I think I was probably 5'9 or so when I graduated. So I uh, grew a few inches there and probably put on 30 pounds or so since since uh, my high school days. So what are you now, six foot, you'd say? Yeah, yeah. I'd say around there. So what was it about that physical training? Obviously the height, you can't do anything about that. That's just, you know, that's going to happen. But as far as putting on the bulk, because you've, you've obviously just in pictures that I've seen since you've been – there at Fontbonne, you've added a lot of muscle and, and changed your body. So talk about that and, and what you put into doing that. Uh, yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of more team workouts and stuff, obviously, when you go to college than high school, but a lot is just on your own time, and I kind of really focused on that in my off-seasons, just kind of like trying to get my body right because when you get to college, it was, you know, not, I mean, I don't want to say it was just the biggest difference, but it's a lot stronger guys and stuff. So you really gotta, you gotta bulk up if you want to be successful. Right, and I mean, and now here you are, uh, 
this past year, um, the Griffins were 17 and seven, and you you led the team in scoring at 15 and a half points per game, and and um, you know you're also tied for first in steals with uh, two, and second on the team in minutes with 33, about 33.6 minutes per game. So I mean. You uh, you obviously played a lot of minutes in high school, and you were you were a point guard, but you weren't necessarily a big time scorer. And now here you are leading your team in college. So talk about where that offensive prowess has kind of grown there too. Uh, yeah, talking with my coaches a lot, they were you know trying to get me to score more because even my you know freshman sophomore year, I wasn't really much of a scorer then, and then I kind of had to pick that up. Guys graduating. Uh, so just looking to score more, a lot of it came with confidence, just gaining confidence. Uh, but really my coaches were pushing me to kind of take more of a scoring role as well. Yeah. Your, your offensive numbers have increased every year you've been there. So, uh, yeah. Um, just talk about too. I mean, there, there's always some local flavor on that team, you know, whether it's Cahokia or East St. Louis or people, Metro East guys, I mean, just talk about that and 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 um, some of that kind of camaraderie that you've had over there. That's made you feel a little bit more comfortable being around so many guys from this area too. Yeah, it's uh, it's really special to see a lot of local guys coming over and you know just being able to play together. Because uh, I mean, a lot of us would know each other from like AAU ball or things like that. So it's it's really fun just to get everyone together and kind of see how our chemistry is on the court yeah who'd you play with aau ball uh so i actually was with um team first lee green was the okay. coach for that i played under lee uh but once i got to high school i focused i was focused on baseball so i was only <laughs> playing summer baseball i wasn't playing besides high school basketball in the summer oh, wow. but uh travel ball wise i was all baseball so what made the decision to go college basketball then instead of baseball I bas I just figured out basketball is what I like more, and uh, I thought I really thought uh, if I had to give one up, which one I'd miss more, and I knew it'd be basketball once basketball season came around. If I wasn't playing, so hmm. was there any thought process about trying to get on the baseball team at Fontbonne while you were uh, doing, and doing both? Not really. Uh, the baseball coach mentioned it to me because he okay. knew I was supposed to go to McKendry um, for baseball, so. He knew that once I did my official visit, but I just really didn't have any desire to play both, and so I just gave up baseball. Oh wow! So you you did it. You were gonna you were gonna be able to go to McKendry on a baseball scholarship then, huh? Yeah. You, you went Fontbon instead, and because it is D three, that's gonna be all academic scholarships. So what what is your major there and all that? I got a bachelor's in business administration. Oh, okay. So you've already finished that. Are you yeah, working on I'm a master's going, now? Going from a master's in data science, starting in the fall. Oh, very cool, very cool. So, um, and just talking about—is there was there anybody when you got over there at Fontbonne as far as players that and and stuff that have kind of mentored you too? Maybe any kind of local guys that that people would know those names from here um, in the area. Yeah, the only person I really knew even going into Fontbonne was uh, Noah Coddington from Metro mm-hmm. East. I but me and him really didn't know each other. We kind of knew of each other. Um, so, but yeah, other than that, I was kind of just taking a risk going in, not knowing anybody. Yeah. Uh, but really, a big mentor has been uh, Coach Greg Gentry. He's we've done a lot of one-on-one work, and 
I think he's really helped me elevate my game. Okay. Okay. Um, and then let's head back and let, let's go back to the beginning, really. I mean, obviously your 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 family ties, there's a lot of sports there. Um, you know, Chris Zupan is your is your uncle. He played at McKendry. Um, and, uh, you know, um, you – Kelby is and and Bryce are your cousins, so just kind of kind of talk about that family of you know sports and primarily basketball and baseball that you guys had and where that passion came for for you early how early yeah. on it came. Yeah, we've uh, we've always been a huge sports family, and it's been very supportive. Like through throughout all of us, we all go to each other's games a lot, and so uh, and growing up, we were. You know, me and Bryce always playing basketball outside my grandparents' house or something like that. Kelby, too. So uh, it's just good to see us all having success in, you know, sports as we get older. So, was your Did your dad was your dad a good athlete, too? Uh, yeah, he played baseball, football, and wrestled. And I he played uh, baseball at Lewis and Clark. But, okay. yeah, that was – baseball was his sport, I believe. Okay. So, um, so yeah, you get into to high school there at, at CM and um, now, and like you said, freshman year, you didn't really get in at the varsity level for basketball, but we were just kind of talking off mic, and your first minutes that you get to get on the floor is at a sectional game against Belleville Altoff, who went on to win the state championship and you're out there as a freshman and there's Jordan Goodwin and there's um uh um Gooch I can't remember the plate at uh Carbondale I can't remember his first name right now I've actually interviewed him before and then um another kid that I know that went to uh UMKC University of Missouri Kansas City that was on there too um so they they had some really good players and uh had been at the state tournament the year before too I mean so just talk about that experience and and how cool that was to step on the court in a game like that too yeah uh for first varsity minute it was kind of you know eye-opening just getting out there and seeing you know size because me as a freshman I was I think I was like five feet tall 95 pounds or something like that and then just playing against you know these guys just huge but uh it's really cool to see uh, how they are now, you know, playing at the next level like Goodwins, mm-hmm. NBA, right? All these other guys playing in college. Um, but yeah, it's just really cool to see now. Did you learn anything from from Jacob at that time too? Because I mean, he was a really good player. Obviously, he's playing over in in Europe now and has had a nice career over there. And he played it at, at Central Missouri and was a really good player there. I mean, what do you? To, I mean, you're you're a guard. He's a center. I mean, so you guys are center power forward. You're point guard really at that point so I mean quite a bit different game but what do you learn from watching him or, or talking to him and stuff too oh yeah Jacob uh he's great player and really knows a lot about the game we were you know like best friends in high school really so always being around each other on the court and uh we're still like best friends today we still work out in the summers when oh, really he's, when he's home and uh yeah just whenever we can now so We've always like kind of just kept that going ever since my freshman year. Very cool, very cool. So yeah, now fast forward. So that that next year, now you you're in the lineup and you're playing a lot and you're running the point a lot, you know. And, and you 
kept that role for the next three years and um, just talk about that experience. And you were on a couple of a, a pretty good team, some pretty good teams still at that point. And uh, just talk about that experience here at CM. No, yeah, it was uh, it was a fun three years once I started getting like the real quality minutes and things like that. Uh, we had some success, a lot of good players. Let's say my sophomore year, that's when it was Adam Hill and Brett Lane, that group. Mm -hmm. And then my junior year was home camp, Hampton, David Lane. So we uh we had some we had some good talent and it was uh you know, those years were fun. Yeah, in in your, your senior year you were second in scoring to Jaquan on that team. So um, you know, you actually did have kind of a scoring prowess even by the time you, you finished high school there, but uh uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you too is what, what the difference was playing because you got two years was it two years with Doug Carey and then two years three, with three Ross? with Doug and three one with, with Doug Ross, and one yeah. with Ross but Ross was there as an assistant yes. anyway but just talk about playing for those two guys and both those guys kind of CM basketball royalty you know with Doug yeah. that big shot he hit against Alton I'm I'm sure you heard that story you know oh, yeah beating the Larry Smith-led Alton team to yeah. a regional title. But, um, you know, and then Ross, you know, was a 1,000-point scorer there. And so, I mean, playing for those two guys, what do you learn from them? And just talk about the differences between the two of them, too. Um, I, first, I liked playing for both of them. I thought they were good coaches. Um, but I would say the difference is – so Doug Carey was – really man-to-man -man, full court press run and jump all that like the whole game and uh ross locks was more of a um, we're gonna play so we played one two two zone mm -hmm. the whole year because he was his philosophy was we we play this to where if we end up in a regional or sectional if our matchups we know how to play this zone we've been playing it the whole year. So instead of playing the man right. against, you know, conference and all that, if we run into a East St. Louis or Altoff and we go zone, we well, we've been playing zone the whole year. So I underst I understood like his philosophy and stuff and um but yeah, I'd say that's the biggest the biggest difference between them. They were both um hard nosed coaches will get on you if you're, you know, lacking anything like that. So I thought both of them did a good job on that. Yeah, and then, um, you know, not only was it um, basketball at CM, but you were a baseball player there, too, and you were a shortstop. And uh, I know, was it your – yeah, it was your junior year, the baseball team. That was an amazing run. That Was, was that Coach Smith's first year? Yeah, that so was you, his first year. So you got to play for Coach Bruning and then Coach Smith at CM, too. So that's, yeah. that's a, a little bit of a difference, too. But um, – you know, that junior year, what an amazing run you guys had. You made it to the sectional finals down there in Salem and won on some walk-offs and just a crazy, crazy experience there. And you're the shortstop on that team as a as a junior. And just kind of talk about that and, and playing for, for Nick and, and what that season, especially that playoff run, was like for you guys. Yeah, that was probably uh, my most favorite memory from high school sports days that the uh, run we had and just all the support from the community and everything was just really special then. And I, I enjoyed playing with, you know, Jackson, uh, Brandon Hampton, all those guys that I played basketball with too. So 
just to see us go from bas because basketball that year we won or we lost by one in the regional championship. That's right. To Breeze Central. That's right. So just you know being in that situation, then going right into baseball, and then also trying to make something special happen was it was cool. Jeff Withers too, I guess. Yeah, yeah he Jeff. was on both. Both also, yeah. Just that. Um, I remember. Was it was it uh, Corey Price had a walk off home run or or in the re in the uh, regional the regional or, he yeah. uh, I think he hit a grand slam to tie it. That's what it was. Yes. After and that game was crazy. We had a bunch of la- uh, delays for lightning and all this, and then end up coming back and winning that. Uh, but yeah, that one was crazy. He hit a grand slam and Jackson uh, Helm Camp hit the walk off in that regional. That's what it was, yeah, and yeah. And then he also hit um, the sectional semifinals. He hit a walk-off as well. Yeah, I was at that one. I came down. I covered that one for the advantage. Um, and then I remember the, the sectional finals was a was a real close game, too. You we It looked like you guys were going to make it to the Supers. I can't remember what happened in yeah, that, we, uh, that game, too. So we were up, I believe, and one of their kids hit a home run to tie it. I think it was in like the late innings and then end up being bases loaded. I don't remember how many outs and then it was a hit by pitch and we lost on a walk off. That's that right. Way. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. When you're when you're playing shortstop on the baseball team and then a point guard in basketball, are there any similarities as far as mentally um between those two positions? Oh uh, yeah. I uh I look at both of those as a kind of leadership position. You know, point guard you're you got to set up the offense. You got to tell guys, you know, where to go, make sure everyone stays together, all that. And shortstop is the same way. So I think, you know, those two are very comparable as far as positions. Kind of same thing that we talked about between Doug and, and Ross's philosophies on the basketball court. What, what did what did you learn and, and what were kind of the differences between Coach Bruning and, and Coach Smith? Uh, Coach Bruning and Coach Smith, I honestly – don't feel there was much differences between them as far as, you know, they were like kind of laid back coaches that, you know, they would jump you if you're, you know, being lazy or not working hard, but, you know, very uh, positive people, uplifting. So, yeah, I thought they were pretty similar as far as uh, coaching styles. It might come from the fact that Coach Smith played for Coach Bruni yeah. too, so he's probably had a lot of influence <laughs> on him where, you know, Doug and Ross never – Never played together or under you know, yeah. under different coaches and stuff like that too. But uh, yeah, what, were there any other sports that you played growing up? I pl- used to play football when I was. I think I quit <laughs> when I was like twelve or so. What uh, position you play in football? I was quarterback. Oh man, um, yeah, I was pretty small quarterback. But I was going to say you were a little <laughs> small for football. Yeah, uh, no, I used to play. I played actually played for the Alton Renegades like starting when I was like five. Oh wow! All the way up, I think I switched to the little Cowboys at like when I was like ten or so. But I was like kind of a running back and receiver all the way until then. You know, I started being a QB. Who'd you play? Did you play with anybody in the Renegades? Because Alton had some pretty good football teams those couple of years when you were in school there with like guys like Daryl Smith and yeah, I uh, played Isaiah with him Terrell before. And guys like that, yeah. Um, yeah, I played with Daryl Smith, uh, Tyson Barton, Dylan Prouty. Those were uh-huh. Gary yeah. Bowles. Those were the you know kind of ones I stayed in touch with. Wow! After that, so 
Was it hard to give up football or? Uh, not too much, really. I liked it, but I didn't like love it. You know, uh, I actually thought about going back out my senior year, just to, you know, just to play again, just one last, one last time. But uh, I love basketball too much. I didn't want to risk anything happening right before basketball season. So when was it that you made that decision? Hey, I, basketball is kind of. What I, you know, you you said, you know, because you in in high school you were kind of leaning towards the whole baseball thing, but where was it where you just kind of had that epiphany where you're like, no, I, it's basketball, it's got it. Was it going to Fontbonne maybe or? Uh, honestly, I so I didn't really have any basketball interests in high school from colleges, like mm-hmm. at all, and then it was McKendry that had the most for baseball for me, so I committed there. And then I think I committed there uh, in July before my senior year. And then senior year happened, I think it was um, the Christmas tournament in Columbia. And the Fontbonne coach was there, Coach Thornhill. And he saw me, got in contact with me, and then came to a few more games after that. And after I seen that interest, I was like, I think I want to give basketball a shot instead. Yeah, I mean, you guys – really successful this past year. I mean, 17 and, and seven overall and 12 and two in in conference. So, I mean, you got a good squad over there too. What are expectations moving forward to this next season? Uh, same expectations. We, uh, we're losing two guys, um, Anthony Jones and DJ Doolin. But other than that, uh, so, you know, I'm coming back obviously. And then we got Elijah Rice from East St. Louis. He's coming mm-hmm. back. And uh, Brent Wagner, and we got, you know, a few more, few more good pieces coming back. So I think the expectations should be the same. So talk about we, you know, I get kind of tired of talking about this stuff, but it's, it's a part of life now or whatever. But what was it like dealing with COVID there? That seems like as an athlete, it's a lot of adversity and it's a lot of mental, you know mental strain as an athlete that you got to kind of adapt to all that so just talk about that experience there as a college player yeah that was a uh, probably the most frustrating thing that you know has happened in my college career just because you know we didn't we walked into practice every day not knowing if we were even going to be able to practice because we had the COVID test all that mm-hmm. we didn't know if we were going to play the next day so it was kind of like you just had to be ready for everything and, uh, you know, once the, you know, vaccine stuff came out and, you know, the rules kind of changed with that, if you were vaccinated, that made it a little better. But, uh, you know, I think as, as, as far as, you know, over there at Fontbonne, it's, uh, starting to get back to, you know, being normal and stuff. So I think, uh, should have a normal year this, this upcoming year. You really had to be kind of like self, um. You had a lot of, had had a lot of have have a lot of self control during that time and be self motivating, right? I mean, because you know a lot of times everything's so structured for you, and that structure was kind of broken through COVID, where you were probably having to do a lot of things at home on your own as far as workouts and 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 watching your your uh, diet and all that stuff and doing it more on your own, weren't you? Yeah, it was a. Uh... Because at first, if it was anyone tested, it was, you know, everyone shut, the whole team shut down. We got to stay quarantined at home and stuff for 
you know, 10 to 14 days. So it was, uh, yeah, a lot of on your own stuff. You mentally, it was, I think mentally was more rough than physically just trying to stay locked in. Cause it was, it could have been an important part of the season where, you know, conference games and all that, you just had to stay locked in. Um, but yeah, we, <laughs> me and my roommates would actually walk down the street from our house. We had a hoop, uh, at the park you know we'd shoot there sometimes but yeah it was it was a rough time there was even some times you couldn't do that stuff though even for a short time there. yeah there was a there was a period of time where we were just all in our rooms and just yeah netflix video games right. like all that for a little while so i don't know if you remember that you know tom brady went signed with the bucks um, that year, and I, there was a, a a story that came on ESPN that there was a um, police officer that kicked Tom Brady out of a park in Tampa because he was trying to work out. Yeah, I do. I do. So he had to go that. home. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was just crazy there for a little. You almost kind of forget, you know, now that things are have kind of ramped back up a little bit here, but you know just about how bizarre that that time was for everybody and if you were trying to do anything as far as a in sports and athletics I mean I, I lost my job as a sports writer during that time because there wasn't anything for me to cover or do I mean so yeah it had to have been like very just very stressful do you have anybody any guys that opted out or or left the team during that time or I don't believe yeah I don't think we had anyone quit but um once they did change the rule, so they changed the rules to if you were vaccinated, as long as you tested negative, you could mm-hmm. still play, but unvaccinated, automatic quarantine. So yeah. we were about half and half with our team. So there was a game, I know there was one, there might have been two games where we had seven guys, I think, for the whole game. Wow. And uh, we actually had to call, there was a player that used to play for us that plays golf there still at Fonvon. And uh, we actually had to call him to come back and uh, play a game for us. But, yeah, it was just wild stuff. So, um, the, um, I guess you live over there at campus too? You know? uh, yeah, me and uh, three of my teammates had a house over there. And then uh, still, tr- still trying to figure out something for this year now that I'm going back. So Right. What's what's some of the coolest places you've you've been um, as far as traveling to for college and and what's some of the best memories you've had of playing as a college player so far? Uh, I would say the my freshman year we had a tournament in Florida around Christmas time. That was we were there for like a week. Where at? I think, Florida? Um, I think it was close to Tampa. Okay, in there. Um, but yeah, that was that was a really fun trip because we had two games I think and but we were there for a week so it was you know kind of just a team bonding thing almost right and then uh we do a trip in Chicago every year around Thanksgiving and that one's really fun too there's a big parade for the Thanksgiving that we get to you know walk around downtown just really good team bonding uh on those trips what about you know performance wise or game wise is there anything that's that stands out to you when you're thinking about your time at Fontbonne? Uh, yeah, my probably my best game was uh, at Eureka this year, I would think. Um, yeah, thir- I think I had 35, I think, that game. Oh, wow. Uh, 
but yeah, that that would say that was my kind of my best game of my career. Do you keep up with some of the other guys too? Because I know a lot of you, you know, like we said, talk about Jacob still playing and playing over in, in Europe. But I mean, you know, I mean, um, Jaquan played in college. You know, um, Jeff Withers played baseball in in college. There's a lot of Corey played. I mean, there's a lot of guys that went on and played uh, different sports. Did you guys all kind of keep track of each other and each other's careers? Uh, yeah, some of us, um, like me and Cobb, we. Um, we talk, you know, every day and stuff when, even when he's over in Europe. So kind of keep up with him. Jeff, I just talked to recently. Uh, so yeah, kind of, uh, our close little, you know, our teammates and close group we had, we stay in touch with each other, um, see how each other's doing, you know, sports and non-sports related. So even Brandon and, and Bryce now playing for the, the River Dragons, you yeah. get out and watch those guys oh, yeah. too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I haven't been out there yet. It's a pretty cool experience. Yeah. I, I want to go out there. I went, I've been out there. Uh, I was out there last summer a lot more than this summer, but still try to get out there when I can. Yeah, I, uh, I used to work for the Bombers back in the day. It was the same type of thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this it's pretty cool. They got a lot of local flavor on that team. Guys, maybe not just have played with you, but guys you played against, I'm sure, through yeah. the years too. So. so you got a little – Tattoo there on the shoulder. What's oh, your What's yeah. your tattoo there? Oh, this This is my jerseys. Okay. I got. It's not finished yet. I'm a. Oh. I'm going in like a week and a half to finish this one. Very uh, cool. But yeah, yeah. So it was your CM jersey and yeah, your Fontbonne jersey. Yeah, I got my CM jersey here and then my Fontbonne jersey here. With the last name. And then might add, might add to it eventually, but I'll, you know, take it easy for now. Very cool. Well, Caden, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Um, you know, uh, what what are you, you know, like you said, um, expectations for the team, you said going into next year, but what are what are your expectations personally for your last year at Fontbonne, you think? Uh really I just I wanna win a, a conference tournament and get to the national tournament. That's my one goal for me and my team. I think that's the one thing that we really haven't accomplished yet. Because we won conference last year. That was the first time since I think it was like 09 or 08. Okay. Yeah, a long time. Um, but, yeah, just hoping we can win a uh, conference tournament this year and get to the Natty. And it, Also, I meant to bring this up earlier, too. You mentioned that you played AAU ball for Lee Green. So how excited were you to see him get that CM Boys job? Have you talked to him or anything? Are you going to maybe try and – Get back, help out in camps or anything for Lee? Uh, yeah, I just uh, actually seen him at the CM camp a couple okay. weeks ago. I was up there. Um, but I was really excited to see that he got hired because I loved playing for him and think he's a great coach and he'll uh, he'll definitely get on him and, you know, make him, make him a better team this year. So did you play with Sammy then too? Yeah, yeah. Me, I played with uh, all those Marquette guys: Sammy, Reagan, Jake Hall. I, that was uh, the whole AU team. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Caden, thanks, man. Congratulations on um, you know your announcement to come back for a fifth year there at uh, Fontbonne. That's really cool. We wish you the best, man. I appreciate you coming on, and uh, you know, like I said, you've had a fantastic college career so far so uh get get one more in appreciate it thank you for having me yep
Tune in next time on Coach Speak when Bill Roseberry sits down with Joe and Brett Huff. Do you catch yourself now coaching and just be like, you'll say something be like, wow, you know, where did that come from? It came from maybe listening to yeah, Coach Rach uh, and Dad and everybody uh, talking. I say there, Coach Smith, though, he always had some good uh, one-liners. And uh, there's a couple of them that uh, I do, I'll admit, that I use till this day. They're, they're appropriate. That's next time on Coach Speak, presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Steve Medford.